0: and get 10% off your plan.
3: Hello and welcome. You are listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, pop culture, and what it's like to be a creative in today's day and age. Because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I am Luz Corona, Adweek community editor. Today is our first show without our dear Shannon Miller, um... We as mentioned in the last episode, she is off to her next adventure, and we at Adweek wish her only the very best uh, and continue revolutionizing the industry as we've seen her do in the past few years. So Shannon, we miss you, you're gonna kill it um and I hope we can make you proud So in today uh, in Shannon's place, we have Rebecca Stewart who is Adweek's Europe brand editor based out of London. Rebecca, how are you?
4: Hey, I'm good. I'm happy to join, but um, no pressure to fill Shannon's big shoes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling she's going to be cheering us on and we'll make her proud no matter what, but I I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And today we have our dear colleague, Kyle O'Brien, one of our reporters and editor of Agency Spy, to discuss one of the top performing articles on Adweek this week. On Monday, you'll be listening to us so you'll this was one of last week's uh, trending articles but basically Kyle is doing an exceptional job covering what it's like to be a creative in today's modern world so Kyle hi and welcome
2: hello how's everything going and you're gonna do a great job and hello Shannon I know you're listening
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank you Kyle your voice as always is such a pleasure Um I, you I don't know why I'm here. You should be hosting this. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad we have you on today to discuss this really great uh, piece that you wrote on the modern executive creative director, Um, If you haven't checked it out, please do. Uh, Kyle covers what it's like to be a creative director in today's day and age. And really the key is being the ultimate multitasker. Right, Kyle? Can you tell us a little bit about your findings after speaking with a few ECDs in the industry?
2: Sure. Uh, This kind of is a continuation of a a series I've been doing on the C-level. And uh, uh, we already kind of covered what it's like to be a chief creative officer. So we really wanted to kind of dig down and and see what the ECD is like. And 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 the ecd is just it's such a, a varied and vast kind of uh title that you know some people are the heads of their own creative uh teams some of them head up uh, a creative team just under the cco it, it and a lot all of them have to be both managers uh, and practitioners. So that's, that's kind of the, the main thing about it is that the, they have to be just a little bit of everything. They're not only in the weeds, they're also overlooking, you know, the art directors, the, the copywriters, the, the creative directors, there's, there's a whole, a whole mess that goes into being an executive create a creative director. And, uh, I think, you know, the people I talked with that they all kind of said, Oh yeah, this is a position that, you know, I'm spinning a lot of plates. Uh, I'm, I'm, I constantly have my hand in this. I have my hand in this. I have to, uh, answer to the the owner the uh the chief creative officer it's a lot of stuff to to be able to handle at once
1: i'm
4: interested in that kyle because your article really got across the point that um as you say the ecd is like the swiss army knife of an agency and were the ecds that you spoke to were they excited by that were they overwhelmed what was the kind of consensus and how do they manage all those expectations
2: I think most of them enjoy the, you know, the the multitasking. I think a lot of them like like the the fact that they're still they still get to be uh, you know, either writing or um, ideating and doing all those sorts of things. But they also love the fact that they get to talk with people and you know be mentors to their teams and bring people along. And so, uh, yeah, it's is it a complicated position yes it is and but most of them weren't overwhelmed by it most maybe initially they were but a lot of these people have been brought up through the system you know they started off as a junior copywriter or a junior art director and then they've worked their way up so they they know what they're in for they've been trained by some of the best people in the industry and they're able to handle it and that's it then hats off to them to be able to do that
3: Yeah, and um, just coming from agency side, I mean, I was able to witness a a lot of the plates, as you said, the plates that they juggle, um, because not only do you have to come up with creative, innovative, fresh ideas with a pulse on culture, um, there's also managerial responsibilities, there's big picture strategy for the agency as a whole, perhaps with new pitches. What um, can you tell us a little bit about more about what you discovered that has changed in the past few years about this
2: role? Uh, well, I mean, and I know we'll we'll definitely be on this topic a lot in the future. But technology, technology is the big game changer all the time. Of course, you know we have AI doing uh, creating art. We have now uh, J- Chat GPT creating copy. So it's learning to use all the tools that are in you know the toolbox, and then being able to make creative better through them rather than being intimidated by them. And of course, you know that's a challenge for everybody in this industry from our points of view as, as journalists, as well as the creatives who are going, oh my God, what do I do with this? And how does it not overwhelm me or put me out of a job? So that's, that's the biggest challenge that almost all of them found. And I'm sure that you know, in your talkings to other, other people in the industry, you've probably heard the same.
4: Yeah, so it seems this idea, Kyle, of emerging tech and the kind of potential and challenges it throws up for creative teams is something that AdWeeks covering a lot more. Um, you know, this week we've seen Google launch its own version of Chat GPT, and we're seeing Adobe and others kind of tap into the space. Like, how are they? How are they managing that internally? Like, they're in your piece. You mentioned that they're the creative stewards of the agency. How are they guiding their teams through these changes? How are they taking leadership on it?
2: Well, again, as you say, they're taking leadership, and because they're they're learning this technology before they take it to their teams, uh, or they're learning it with them, and so it's you know it's kind of a it's always an ongoing process when you deal with these things. You know, how do you because because the AI itself isn't perfect, uh, it's far from it. So how do you use it to your advantage? Uh, how do you know how to how to best you know turn okay you you have to know how to program the ai as well you know how does how does this ai turn my words into something usable for the client uh, what's the brief and uh and is there anything in ai that can that can modify and enhance that brief and and make for better um a, a better bit of creative it's it, it's I, you know, I, I don't I don't envy them being at the at the forefront of all this because it's not it's not, it's not fun having to learn all that technology. but it's also, Fun to learn all that technology. It, it just has to be used properly and not not for evil. You know, there, there are no there are no doctor evils out there. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> how can we take this? And make sure that nobody has a job.
3: <laughs> yeah, no we we don't we don't want that at all. <laughs> um, so Kyle, that to me, if I were to hear that about keeping up with today's technology, personally, I would feel overwhelmed um, in in doing so. So. Say for like the aspiring creatives out there or the creatives who are on their uh, way to be an ECD, what are some of the actual like things or resources they should look to to keep up with technology and understand it in a way that translate into their work?
2: Well, you should always read ad. We can find out what the latest trends are, of hey. course. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, really, I mean, it's 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 really about trying. Have fun with it first, because it, most of it is out there, and most of it is uh, well, a lot of it is open source, so it's free. So you're able to kind of play with it, see what you can do with it. Um, and so, uh, don't be scared of it. That's that's the only thing is don't be scared of technology. So, I mean, me saying that say, is the old guy who you know had had a Walkman, then had a CD Walkman, then had a MP3. <laughs> (laughs) then you know so you know i've had to learn every step along the way and you know it's been frustrating at times but you learn the new tech technology because it's going to be there whether you want it to be or not so just try to have fun with it try to figure out the best ways to do it and if you're a creative mind you're going to figure out that you can really you know have fun and it let's make something silly you know do something that doesn't pertain to the job first, so you kind of know that it's not going to intimidate you when you actually take it to the job itself.
4: What kind of differences, I'm curious, did you uncover between the ECD and the Chief Creative Officer role? Um, Like, what were the main discrepancies and differences there, and what were the different characteristics, I guess, required of both as well as the kind of skills?
2: Right. Well, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of ECDs, you know, because they came up uh, through the system, they 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 know both sides of it. So, uh, it, you know, they they say that being the the ones that have a C- uh, CCO, and most of them do, uh, the ones that have a CCO really need uh to work in tandem in partnership they they say that there's no there's there's no way to get around it you you both have to be in tandem otherwise you know you you can have you can have differing opinions you can have differing ideas but in the end you really have to work together to to get the work out there and make sure that it's the best work possible. And, you know, I did take uh, talk to one CCO for this, uh, uh Michael, I met the CCO at FCB New York. And he said, uh, the ECD is, you know, the most difficult job in the creative department, Cause it's the one where the person must be both a maker and a manager. And that's yeah. very true that, you know, the CCO is a figurehead. They're, they're not in the weeds every day. They don't, they're not in the day-to-day process of making it. What they do is they help make it better. And the ECD is just under them, basically shuttling it through, making sure that it's, uh, that all the creatives are, are staying on brief, making sure that they're coming up with good ideas and then throwing the, the bad ideas out and making sure that that doesn't get through to the CCO and make it through to the end product.
3: Right. And, um, You know, I I was always so impressed by the creatives agency side because I would see, you know, it it could be, you have to have some really thick skin to be a creative, right? Like you have to, Mm -hmm. you're pitching forward these ideas that really come from the heart, you know, and you're putting your all into it only to, for it to be perhaps maybe picked apart or just, um, you know, challenged from whether it's other teams within the agency or client side and really having to defend your work. So, you know, just, I, I always gave, I was always so impressed with the creatives agency side. Um, Kyle, what have you – I'm just curious. Did you happen to hear from the creatives on how they can best collaborate with other teams within the agencies? So, for example, what do other teams need to know to best support the uh, creatives to put the best work forward?
2: The most agencies that I talk to see the value in – the creative being the thing that moves everything forward. So, uh, you know, and every, every section of the agency can be creative. Uh, and I think a lot of agencies are seeing that it's like, can you bring creativity to strategy? Can you bring creativity to data? Yeah, there's, uh, there's always that. So, uh, one creative idea begets another, which means that the creatives can not only, um, count on the support uh, of of the other teams. They can they know that their ideas are being valued. It's not siloed anymore like it used to be. Everything's everything at, at most modern agencies is integrated, which is a good thing because, you know, when I was coming up, it was, it, creatives did not talk to sales. They did not talk mm. to any of the other teams. And so uh, there was that disconnect. It was thought that, no, oh, creatives, they need to create and they need to not be bothered by everything. Well, they don't need to be bothered by everything, but they should know what's going on in the process. And now data leads creativity. So if mm. you're not, if, if the data team isn't in sync with the creative team, you're not doing the best for anybody. So that. I think most agencies know that and they, they realize that they have to, to shift to that model.
4: I want to know where ECDs find time to do a side hustle because you seem to hear of so many having a side hustle and it's like, you have a lot to do in one day. <laughs> your I, article? I'm just curious. That could be your next feature, Kyle. I, I,
2: I can answer that being uh, I'm, I'm a former, former creative director and uh, I have always had a side hustle. I am a musician. That is what I do. I can't not do it. And it actually makes makes me better at doing what I do every day because it gives me an outlet. It gives me a creative outlet that I don't have in my job. And then sometimes it also spurs me to think differently and go on a different creative path. And so, yeah, that's, that's what most of them are doing. I have a, I have a thing for agency spy called tools of the trade, and it is so great hearing the tools that people come up with that inspire them every day. Uh, You know, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's just a, you know, a note, a notepad. Um, So there's, there's everything out there to, to make a side hustle into, uh, in, into a, a, a creative inspiration for your job.
3: Amen to that. Um, and we can continue this conversation, but Kyle, do you want to take us away?
2: Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready
0: to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence, whether you're a personal brain
3: Okay, and we're back, and you're welcome, everybody, for letting Kyle O'Brien take us to break with that wonderful radio voice. Um, We had to hand it over to him for that. Uh, So we are back, and we were just talking about um, the role of the ECD and just kind of the ins and outs and what it looks like today, So, and talking a little bit about side hustles. So this brings me to my next question, Kyle, which is... We've seen that the role of today's marketer um, is not really a traditional path, right? It's not, what is what does normal even look like these days? You know, there's a lot of zigzags we see in the career trajectories of some of the most talented marketers in today's industry. So, Kyle, what can you weigh in a little bit on that? Like, what is what do you see these days that kind of help shape the path of a really strong creative?
2: Well it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of the creatives I talked to for this came up through a very traditional uh, traditional traditional path of you know starting it as a junior level and working their way up through the agency world, um, but I find that a lot of the creative directors and some of the CCOs I've talked with came up differently. They did not take that that path. They maybe started in another industry, and I think that's you know give it to the industry for branching out and not looking to just portfolio schools or just uh, you know the traditional paths to to diversify you know it, not only in in um, in the people they have, but also in thought and and leadership itself, because there's there's no one traditional way to get into the the system anymore. There are there are so many ways to to kind of reach out and realize that hey I I can do advertising even though that I might have been a, a studio guy before maybe I was in a, with a production house or maybe maybe I wasn't in any of that maybe I was in finance and I just realized that my god I don't I don't want to be in that world it's too cut and dry let's get into in advertising and I, th- and I think that recruiters out there are seeing the value of having these non-traditional uh, path people and uh, I, it's it's great to see them in the in the uh, in the industry because they bring such a different scope and uh, and background uh, to the proceedings and so you don't come up with the, the same derivative spots all the time and there's there's so many great, better campaigns being put out there because of it.
4: And for any kind of young aspiring creators um, or creatives rather that are listening as a follow-up to to Lou's question there What are the main like hard and I guess soft skills that the ECDs recruiting them would be looking for? Like based on your conversations, what are the main skills that you need to to take on this job?
2: well I think you still need the, the foundational basis of of knowing what a you know what goes into, into creativity so I mean having an, an artistic background or having a copy background is I, I think that's still really really valuable because mm-hmm. you you have to know kind of what goes into it to get something good out of it but I don't think you need to come at that from you know a, a you know Traditional por- portfolio school to get there. So I mean, the mm-hmm. hard skills are yeah. You still you you should probably know the the basics of of editing if if that's you know where you're going. Uh, you, you need to you need to be able to write well, and you need to be able to ideate, and you need to be able to show that you've done all those. Uh, been able to do all those things and if you haven't done it well get in on, on an internship uh, there are so many places that are doing great internships now um and a lot of them actually pay rather than what they used to do which is not pay <laughs> and that's no good for anyone so uh so yeah i, I there I, there are so many more paths into it and they, you know especially um there are a lot of minority uh programs that are coming up that that give people access that it never would have had to access before but I, I find that even people that Um, have maybe a more traditional educational background don't even think about advertising, but they are now because there are the paths in there. They they don't see that wall in front of them. Mm
3: -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, just going back to the second to last question about – being a creative in agency world, you know, I just remember from working with some of the creatives, I was actually pleasantly surprised when I was agency side uh, to hear about all the different backgrounds. So some of some of the creative directors uh, had their own side hustles, which Rebecca touched on before. Um, they came from consultant, they had their own consultancies. That's what I found. A lot of people had their own companies, yeah, and their own LLC, and then they went to agency side. So can you walk us a little bit through Say there's a creative that's at a fork in their road and they're wondering whether to go towards the agency world, corporate structure or in-house um, to be in creative there. Like what would you say is the main difference and what can they expect?
2: good question <laughs> i you know i haven't been agency side for a really long time so it's it's hard for me to say but the people i've talked with um you know again being no traditional path there's it, it's hard it's hard to say i would say get in with a with a good you know good recruiter if if possible look at you know be on those job boards it's it's hard when you have to put out an uh you know there's a call for you know some job and you're one of thousands and thousands So that, that's why Getting to know people, even if it's just taking a you know taking a lunch with somebody or or just calling them up out of the blue if if possible. I know it's really hard to get in, but I'll, there are a lot of people out there who really want to help people along, um, and bring in bringing these new voices. So it's 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 a matter of just trying to get to know these people. And with uh you know with remote work, you'd think it's more difficult, but it's actually easier because people are more really willing to reach out. Uh, there's a you know there's a contact page for everything. You know maybe the the bigger network. Uh, the networks might be more difficult but the smaller agencies are always looking for for new and interesting voices and they're they're willing to they're willing to reach out and they're willing to mentor uh, even if it's just you know having coffee so try it
4: I just love the way that you end the piece, Kyle, on a really positive note. And you kind of talk about how, even though AI, you know, image generators and text generators are going to be so disruptive to creativity, that people will always be at the heart of it. And that's what really makes an agency. And I just thought it was a really nice message to kind of end on.
2: Well, I, I think, you know, and what I'm hearing from, uh, you know, especially with the uh, chief creative officer piece is that uh, everybody needs to lead with empathy now rather than, you know, being the the traditional hard ass, you know, you do your work and get it done and, and be on deadlines. Yeah, this is a tough industry and the deadlines are always there and they are never, they were never going away. But there's easier ways to motivate people. And it's not by being a jackass. It's by being, it's, it's, it's by, you know, being empathetic and and learning that your employees need, you know, they need a break. They need, they need encouragement. They need things like that. And I, I mean, I'd say that's true at pretty much any job. I mean, i don't know many people who are extremely motivated by somebody being mean to them they might be temporarily motivated (laughs) by it but they're overall they're they're going to resent it so so i people are realizing that and especially the bigger network agencies are making it a point to train their people to to be empathetic to know when people need that little bit of encouragement or or need 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 a push or just you know need a little time off it's and it's uh it's amazing what they're doing. I mean, there's, there's places that are going to a four day work week. I've got a story coming up soon about that one. And uh, um, so they're, they're doing a lot of things to not only recruit people, but keep people there.
3: Right. And avoiding burnout because, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like um, I'm not going to diminish like our jobs, but, you know, it's it can we can still function if, if we're a little burnt out, you know, but being creative, you have to be fresh, yeah. you have to, you know, feel light, you have to feel motivated, empowered. So I, I second that notion, Kyle, it's definitely so important. Um and you know you've been covering this a lot what do you what do you foresee next like do is there something a certain area that's kind of catching your eye about the creative space like what can our readers expect as maybe a follow-up to this
2: uh well, well I'll continue to look at uh, the not only the c-suite but also you know other other roles to see how they're how they keep changing, uh, in the agency world. Uh, next I'm going to look at, uh, managing directors. So that's one of those positions that nobody really knows quite what a managing director does unless you're a managing director. So yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting to get to know those people. So, uh, you know, the trends, the trends are always going to, there's always going to be a new trend and let's, we try to stay at the forefront of it. And obviously right now, AI is a huge trend and it's not going away anytime soon. So we'll, we'll see more develop there. We'll see what J- chat GPT does to people. Um, and does to the job industry and the creative industry as well. So uh, I'm always curious to see what's going to come next.
3: (laughs) I think it's so funny that um, you say that because I think – you know, it's hard to explain some roles within the agency world within the industry. Like, really think about how you would explain it to your mom or something. You know, this was something that always came up on my on the community team is like, how would you describe what you're saying to your mom? And then, you know, Nadine Dietz would say that her mom was convinced she was like a DJ or something because she was a <laughs> podcast host or something along those lines. So maybe Kyle, your pieces are key to finally explaining to our family members what it is that we do within the industry. <laughs> let's
2: let's hope so. Eh? Every now and then I have to <laughs> Explain these to my to my mother and she's eighty one so uh it's, there we go. that is not an easy process. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, we're looking forward to the rest of your coverage. You're doing an amazing job. Um, And if you haven't checked it out yet, listeners, definitely check out Kyle's coverage of the changing role of creatives in today's day and age. Um, I would love to thank you both for joining. Rebecca, such a pleasure uh, to have you here by my side in Shannon's place. And Kyle, I just love listening to your voice. So thank you both so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll see you listeners next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Ad Week Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company?